This program is brought to you by Israel Restoration Ministries. What are you doing Sunday nights? Come join Friendship with God radio Bible teacher Tom Cantor of the Friendship with God Fellowship Church every Sunday night at 5.30 p.m. at The Vine at 9336 Abraham Way, Santee, California. Watch and listen live around the world to Tom Cantor Sunday evening on YouTube.com by searching for Friendship with God Fellowship or by going to our homepage at friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org. Welcome to Friendship with God with our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor. Today's message and previous messages can be listened to or downloaded for free at friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org. You can also obtain free resources from Tom Cantor and view our online bookstore at friendshipwithgod.org or call us at 800-247-3051. That's 800-247-3051. Tom Cantor also has a daily devotional verse that comes out each day by email and on Facebook. To receive this small daily devotional verse that Tom Cantor puts out, you can sign up at friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org. Or find Tom Cantor on Facebook by searching for Tom Cantor and Friendship with God. Now, here's our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor. There's really like a bear coming out of the waters, and this bear that came out of the waters was responsible for drying up the river Euphrates that went into the city of Babylon. And as the Medes and the Persian army then passes in that riverbed under the wall of Babylon, the 300-foot wall, the wall that was so wide that four chariots could sit on the top of it, they're in, they're, they're indestructible wall. As, they, as they, they, they went down, the Medes and the Persian army went down into the, the dry riverbed and then as they climbed up the walls of the riverbed, the Euphrates River, in the middle of Babylon, they were like a bear coming up out of the water. And they entered the city, and they had one command, kill, destroy, devour much flesh. And into the chambers of the king of Babylon, Belshazzar, they, they, they came, and they kill Belshazzar. Bel, that's the Belshazzar who the last words that he saw written was from God. Many, many, tekel uparsen, many, many, numbered, numbered, Belshazzar, you have been weighed, weighed, numbered, numbered, and you weighed and divided. Your days are numbered. The days of your kingdom of Babylon are numbered. Tekel, weighed, you've been weighed. You're lacking. You came up short. Uparsen divided. Your kingdom's going to be divided between the Medes and the Persians. And they enter the king's room, they're like a bear. They kill, they have one desire, they kill. And they, and they have three, the bear is seen with three bloody ribs locked in its, in its teeth. And, 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 and uh, just as the, the bear is less strong than the lion, but the bear is not any less destructive. This bear does not sit, or this, not, this bear is not eating blackberries. This, this, bear is, this bear is not, not, not feasting on honey. He's got three bloody ribs in his teeth. And the ribs are the remains of the three nations that it has devoured. And Daniel doesn't know this. 
but he's now seen the representation of the kingdom of the Medes and the Persians, that they're going to conquer city after city to build the Persian Empire, and that under King Cyrus, King Cyrus, this great king, this king that's so important, because this is the king, King Cyrus, the Persian, the king who gives the order for the imprisoned Jewish people, return, go back to Israel, build your city, build Jerusalem, build your temple. And, 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 and so Daniel is sitting there, he sees this bear, he's trying to figure out what all this means, and as he's doing that, again it says in verse 6, that, and this I beheld, and lo, another like a leopard, which had upon its back four wings of a fowl, the beast also had four heads, dominion was given to it. And so again, we can feel the rush that Daniel feels. He's trying to process the first two beasts. And then the, again, I see color, and out comes this, 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 this leopard. He, 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 he can imagine that Daniel is feeling like I'm in overload zone. And, and, and another one, I, I can hardly take another emotion at this point, but he can't stop the dream. He can't get off. He's locked onto the dream like a person who's locked into the seat of a roller coaster, and, it's, and it, it, for, he's about to go over another rush. And he sees this, this, this leopard, and it's got four wings. It's breaking the surface of the water. Four wings, massive wings. Wings large enough and strong enough to lip a leopard out of the water. And he sees this leopard, and he sees that it has four heads. It's got power. It says it's got dominion. And he sees the leopard, and he, he, he thinks about the leopard. A leopard, a leopard can crouch down in the grass, unseen, very dangerous, he sees this, this leopard that can spring up from out of nowhere and seize its prey and go off in and, 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 and a proud run of dominance. You know, it reminds me of a, this leopard, reminds me of a time when, when a group of four of us, we, we, we were on a safari and we, we went uh, with our guide. Our guide, was, his name was Bashiri. And we went deep, deep, deep into the, into the Serengeti plain two days driving 50, 60 miles an hour down this dirt road, way down till we hit this lodge, way down deep in the Serengeti. And, 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 and our rooms where we stayed were, were on one side over here in a large courtyard and, and really felt like we were out in the middle of animals. There were baboons on the roof there. And in fact, one actually got into my room. And when I opened the door, I had a standoff with a baboon. I tried to explain to the baboon, I paid for this room. I think there must be a mistake, but anyway. Uh, but, 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 so, 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 uh, so, and then, uh, so the rooms were on this side. And then there was this large courtyard that you had to walk across to get to the dining hall. And, 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 and uh, in the evening there, the dusk. And so Bashiri told us, he says, look, I got to explain to you. He says, we are in the middle of the Serengeti and you are being watched by animals. He said, you're being watched by animals. And so when you go across this courtyard, walk, walk deliberately, walk slowly, and don't make any noise. Don't run. Don't make any noise. And he said, it's very important that you listen to me about this because he says, I, 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 I have to tell you what happened. He says, there was a time when a family from France came on safari with me. I told the family exactly the same thing. Walk slowly, walk deliberately, don't make any noise at dusk when you, when you go across the courtyard. But, he said, they had a nine-year-old boy, 
And the nine-year-old boy was so excited to be out there with all the animals, and, and he just couldn't contain himself. And he ran, and he's squealing with laughter, and he's yelling. And, and then it happened. A leopard had been watching him and jumped out of nowhere and grabbed the boy, the nine-year-old boy. It was his prey. And the, and the leopard darted off into nowhere, with, 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 holding the, the nine-year-old boy by the throat. And so Bashiri and the father quickly jumped into their Land Rover and, 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 and drove all through the bush in pursuit, hawking the horns till the leopard finally dropped the boy and they put the boy in, in, in the front seat of the, of, the, of the Land Rover there and the boy bled out and died. And this is the beast that Daniel sees coming out of the water, a leopard. And this leopard is not restricted to just running on the ground. This leopard can take to the skies. It's got powerful wings. It can attack its prey from the, sky, from the skies, just like the lion had these wings. But, but, but this leopard has wings also. And again, this was the secret of the army of Alexander the Great. It moved very fast. It had this element of surprise. Its enemies didn't have a chance to group to defend itself. And, 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 and this is the great rule of the army. The army that gets there first, the army that is the fastest, is the army that wins. And so this leopard, is, it's also not restricted because it can have just the earth. It can now fly. It's also not restricted because it doesn't have just one head. It has four heads. It has four heads. There's no escape from this leopard. It has dominance on land. It has dominance from the skies. It sees with its four heads. And that's why the statement in verse 6 is dominance was given to it. This is the Greek empire. This is Alexander the Great with his generals who, 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 with, that, that, uh, with his, leading his fighting armies with his four generals. They, 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 they conquered the great conquests of Alexander the Great. And later when Alexander the, the Great died, he died at a very young age in his 30s, those four generals took over the empire of Alexander the Great. Those four generals, they, famous generals, Seleucus, who took the largest part of Asia, and, and, and Antigonus, who took Asia Minor, and Cassandra, who took Macedonia, and Ptolemus, who, who took Egypt, and Alexander the Great with his four generals were like a leopard, and those were the four heads, the four generals. Dominance was given to it. Alexander was, was, was he studied his prey he was crafty, he was smart, he was cruel, he showed no mercy to his prey. And he had, and he, and he, and, and he had his, these four generals that, 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 that did it all for him. And, and, and the one general, one of, one of, the, one of them, uh, was famous because he took over the area of, of, uh, of Israel, Israel is. Very cool to the Jewish people. He forced, he's the only ruler of the Jews that forced the Jews to renounce uh, God. And he, and he forced the Jews to sacrifice pigs on the altar of the temple. And he spread pig blood all over the temple. And he sent an army of 22,000 men to Jerusalem with one, one command, murder all the men and take all the women and the children as slaves. And he dedicated the, 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 the temple in Jerusalem to Zeus. And he sent teachers of Greek mythology to teach the Jews to worship and honor the Greek gods. And in fact, he even built a small altar on top of the brazen altar for sacrifices to Zeus. And he, he, he was so cruel that he caused the Jewish people to revolt against him. And the rebellion was led by Judas Maccabees. 
who, who, who had concealed uh, knives in their robes. And at the time of the sacrifice, the, the signal was given, and they all knifed the Greeks and drove them out of Israel. And that was the time when there was only enough oil that they found in the temple for the, the, the eternal light to last for just one day. It took eight, more, it took eight days to make new oil. And God kept that one oil burning and burning, and that became the, what's called in the New Testament, where we see the, the festival of light, or what we call today Hanukkah. Hanukkah. And, 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 but now, Daniel now is carried into another shocking scene in verse 8. This is a, this is a fourth beast. It says in verse 8, dreadful, terrible, strong, exceedingly, had great iron teeth, it devoured and break in pieces, stamped the residue with the feet of it, was diverse from all the, the, the beasts that were before. It had ten horns. He's looking at this. He says, I've never seen an animal like this before. He's saying, he's saying this, this is a terrible animal. He doesn't even know how to describe it. What is it, Daniel? Is it like a bear? Is it like a leopard? Is it like, no, I can't tell you that. He says it's, it's diverse from all the other animals that I've ever seen before. But he, but he, 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 he tries to describe it. He just says it's, it's fierce, it's terrible. And all this comes, and he's telling us all this. He's writing all this. He's telling it to everybody. And, and, and we don't know, but, 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 but the, these, these visions, these, this dream that he has is called a dream. In verse 1, it says he had a dream and visions of his head upon his, uh, upon his head, upon his bed. Seems to tell us that these visions that he had came in a sequence, the sequence, these scenes. There was a sequence of these scenes. Maybe he fell asleep, Daniel fell asleep, and he, and, and he sees this first beast in this vision, and, and he wakes up, he's terrified, he wakes up, and he sits down at his desk, and he writes it down. And then, and, and then maybe he falls asleep the second time, and he, and he sees this second beast in his vision, and again, he wakes up and writes it down, and then it happens a third time, he wakes up and writes it down, and the fourth time, he, he, he wakes up and he writes it down, he calls visions upon his bed, he says in verse, verse 1. And, 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 and he sees this last beast, and it's got ten horns, all we know. He says it's got ten horns, it's got great iron teeth, teeth that stamp to powder, it's like a monster. And this is the beast that represents the Roman Empire. He has no idea. This is the Roman Empire, now we know. This is the Roman Empire, the cruelest of all empires. Anyone who even thought of risking the Romans was put to death, usually by crucifixion. Body left up there to, to, to be the warning. And he sees these three, these, 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 he, sees, he sees three of the ten horns that are ripped off at the roots. And, and, then, and, 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 and then he says that in the place of those three of the ten horns that were ripped off, he says the little horn appears. A little horn. And he says the, that horn has eyes, like the eyes of a man. And this little horn has a mouth. And this mouth speaks great things. This mouth speaks boasting things. This mouth speaks blasphemous things. And this, this horn very well could represent the Antichrist, as he's described in 2 Thessalonians 2.3. 2 Thessalonians 2.3, it says, Let no man deceive you by any means, that for that day shall not come, except there shall come a falling away first. And that man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition, 
who opposeth and exalteth himself above all that is called God, or that is worshiped, so that he as God sitteth in the temple of God, showing that he is God. Who is this? This, this, this Antichrist, as he described 2 Thessalonians 2, 2, 3, the man of sin. He loves sin. He exalts sin. He's a, it, it, it's no wonder that he's called the son of perdition. He's heading right for hell. And those, for hollow, those, those, those that, 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 that come after him are, are going right down the same road to hell. The place of being lost forever, the son of perdition, the leader to perdition. And the Antichrist is the epitome of self-exaltation. Whatever God wants, he stands against. And, and to the point that where he just comes out directly and simply calls himself God, that's the Antichrist. It's real easy to see that, that the Antichrist hasn't come yet. And, and, but, but the issue here is the spirit of Antichrist that's now in the world. There's a spirit that's working, that's like going before him, like John the Baptist went before the Lord, prepare the way of the Lord. There's a spirit of Antichrist which is in the world to prepare the word for the Antichrist, as it says in Ephesians, Ephesians 2.1, Ephesians 2.1, you hath he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sin, wherein in time past you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. And, 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 and without even knowing it, that was us, without even knowing it, we were walking in lockstep with the spirit that now works in the children of disobedience. That was us. That was us. And there's two types of disobedience. There's an active disobedience. There's a passive disobedience. Active disobedience is this open, outrageous sin and blasphemy. But there's a passive disobedience. There's a passive disobedience where life goes on. Life goes on. Without an all soul, an all might, an all heart, an all strength, love for and obedience to the Lord Jesus Christ, that's passive disobedience. Passive disobedience. So, so far, uh, the, the visions that Daniel has seen here in his dreams are very depressing, very disturbing. He talks about this later on in the chapter. He can't get these visions out of his mind. It's very disturbing to him. We can imagine he can't sleep for nights. He's so disturbed by this one horrible beast after another rising up over the world till it finally comes to this Antichrist symbolizing the ultimate sin, the ultimate blasphemy, declaring himself as God. And it all looks to Daniel like the world is lost, the world is gone and, 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 and this is the way it comes at the end of chapter, uh, end of verse 8, end of verse 8, till finally it comes to verse 9, and it says, I beheld till the thrones were cast down, and the Ancient of Days did sit, whose garment is as white as snow, pure, sinless. What a relief. His hair of his head is like pure wool, his throne was like a fiery flame, wheels as a burning fire. A, fi a stream of fire issues from his throne. And he says, then he says, millions, thousands of thousands, billions ministered unto him. 10,000 times 10,000 stood before him for one purpose, judgment. Judgment was set and the books were opened. And he, so Daniel has watched all of these great God-dishonoring world kingdoms rise and fall. 
And he's seen them rise and fall till finally he sees in verse 9, all the thrones are cast down. And all he sees is the ancient of days. He sees Jehovah Jesus. The thrones of Nebuchadnezzar are gone. The thrones of Darius are gone. The thrones of Cyrus, of Alexander the Great, the thrones of all the Caesars are gone. They've all risen and they're fallen. And he sees all this in his dream. They have all become the dust, the dust that archaeologists today sift through to get some indication of what those kingdoms were. They were thrown down by God. God cast them down. God waited with each one. He patiently waited for those rulers to do what Nebuchadnezzar did in Daniel 4, 34. Daniel 4, 34, where Nebuchadnezzar says, at the end of days, I, Nebuchadnezzar, lifted up mine eyes unto heaven, and mine understanding returned unto me. And I blessed the Most High, and I praised and honored him that liveth forever, whose dominion is an everlasting dominion. His kingdom is from generation to generation. At the same time, my reason returned to me. God waited for all of these rulers to follow the same course that Nebuchadnezzar did follow. And down through the ages, God gave these rulers and then this kingdom, and he waited for the understanding and the reason to return to them that would result in them praising and honoring the Lord God as the Most High. And he waited, and he waited, and he patiently waited for repentance, just like he waited in the days of Noah. When it says in 1 Peter 3.20, 1 Peter 3.20, when once the long-suffering of God waited in the days of Noah, while the ark was preparing, that'd be 120 years, while the ark was appearing, preparing, wherein few, that is, eight souls were saved. But just as there was a limit to God's patience in, in the days of Noah, until that day when God shut the door to the ark, there is a limit to God's patience. There is a limit, and that's why it says in verse 9, till, till the thrones were cast down. Those are sobering words for anyone. The, 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 for anyone, the sobering words are "God is waiting." For anyone, God is patiently waiting for a person to throw down the weapons of their rebellion against God, to throw down the weapons of their passive disobedience, to throw, throw down their, their 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 turn away from God, and 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 and. and and God is waiting for that person to, because he loves to save. He wants to save. He's calling, come unto me, all you that labor heavy laden. Come, come, come. That's his call. And it, but there's coming a time, as Daniel said in verse 9, when all that will be seen is the Ancient of Days sitting on the throne. Fire, a stream of fire coming down from his throne as judgment comes. As judgment comes. The Lord Jesus fell on, on Friday when he was, Good Friday when he was crucified, but he rose again. He rose again at the resurrection to be seated in glory. All of these kingdoms fell. They didn't rise again. But the Lord Jesus rose again as he's seen here in verse 9. The Ancient of Days did sit. Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much that Jesus shall reign where the sun does set 
So Lord, we do pray that if there's anyone here in this room, that they will, Lord, come and not wait for the day of seeing the Ancient of Days sitting in judgment of them. In Jesus' name, amen. Another wonderful day studying the Bible with our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor, here on Friendship with God. Don't forget that today's message and previous messages can be listened to and downloaded for free at friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org. You can also go online to find free resources from Tom Cantor and our online bookstore at friendshipwithgod.org. You can also find Tom Cantor on Facebook, and you can also go to friendshipwithgod.org to sign up for his daily devotional. Tom Cantor is also the founder of Israel Restoration Ministries. You can visit that website at israelrestoration.org. You can write to Tom Cantor at P.O. Box 711330, Santee, California 92071. That's P.O. Box 711330, Santee, California 92071. Or email Tom Cantor at tomcantor at friendshipwithgod.org. That's tomcantor at friendshipwithgod.org. For more information about Tom Cantor and Friendship with God and Israel Restoration Ministries, call us at 800-247-3051. That's 800-247-3051. What are you doing Sunday nights? Come join Friendship with God radio Bible teacher Tom Cantor of the Friendship with God Fellowship Church every Sunday night at 5.30 p.m. at The Vine at 9336 Abraham Way, Santee, California. Watch and listen live around the world to Tom Cantor Sunday evening on YouTube.com by searching for Friendship with God Fellowship or by going to our homepage at friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org. This program is brought to you by Israel Restoration Ministries.